This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Well, welcome in another in our marketing technology leadership series. This is Douglas Carr with MarTech. Uh, and I, it's always great when we can get a guest in-house in the studio. And today I have friend, friend, colleague, uh, fellow exact target compatriot, Brian Wade with me. Brian is the, uh, let's see, well, I'll read the official. Over the last, uh, otherwise your PR people will get mad at me. So <laughs> over the last 12 years, Brian has lived in the world of email. Brian helped grow Exact Target, the email marketing giant that would later be acquired by Salesforce, serving as the VP of email products. Uh, Brian then joined the leadership team as the SVP and chief product officer at Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Brian is now the CEO of Sigster, an Indianapolis-based email signature marketing platform. And also, we're a client of Sigster. I should I should add that. And uh, we're going to have a great discussion today just about Sigster. Uh, but we want to get to know Brian a little bit first. Um, I said before, you're going to say hello now. Yeah, Doug. Th- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. It's good. It's good to hang with you again. Yeah, and and Brian, uh, uh, Brian and I worked at the early days of Exact Target, and um, I think the word you used was frenetic, which was a, a good one. We were yeah. I, mean, I started my career as a CRM consultant, and so you know I had experience going into all different kinds of situations. When you're a consultant, you walk into a company. Some are calm and organized, and some are you know very frenetic. Uh, I walked into Exact Target in 2005. You and I were there back in those yeah. days. And, uh, you know, the company was growing very fast. Uh, we were our first services people, so yep. we were implementing the largest customers. You know, in those days, it was fascinating because you talked to a customer and they were either doing nothing, like just getting started with email marketing, right. even big brands, right? or they had a homegrown IT system and they were moving to a commercial solution. Um, and what's been so interesting, starting at Sixter, this is now two, two months into this role as CEO, I talked to companies and I said, what did you do before Sixter? Like maybe Doug, what did you do before Sixter? Well, you did, did nothing, yeah. right? Or, or larger organizations have a homegrown IT system. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels between what we were experiencing back in 05 with email marketing and what, yeah. what we're experiencing now with Sixter in, uh, in 2017. So it's, it's pretty cool. That is a great parallel. And I, I paid Brian a compliment beforehand, but I want to make sure that it gets on audio as well. So it was, uh, back then it was, uh, let's see, who, who else was with us? Um, um, you were you were number one, I think, in your position. Yeah, I mean uh, Ben Pippinger, who now yep. runs product over there at Zylo, R.J. Tallier, who now yep. is the CEO uh, uh, of a startup here in town in Indianapolis. Um, boy, there, there's a whole crew. Uh, a lot of folks are still at Salesforce. Yeah, right. um, some have uh, you know uh, ended up in different places, but. Uh, we had a really great core team back in those days. It, it was, and it was, it, you know, for everybody listening, we it wasn't mayhem. It was it was organized mayhem. Yeah, yeah I agree uh, with that. But we had we had such quick onboarding, and we had so many companies coming to us uh, that we were implementing. You know, it w- it was more than we could handle. And so, Brian, I remember the day that you came on board, and I think, I think, uh, you know, Exact Target in those days was sink or swim. You know, you come on board and you... Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here, here's your 20 accounts. Go implement them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
exactly. But I, I'd been a consultant before, so I, I kind of had a little bit of a, a framework to work right. from, right? So that, that was a great, a it great was, uh, help it, for me. It was incredible. And I, Andy Clark and I uh, were kind of balancing everything at the time, and then Brian came on board. I think you came on board before Ben, right? Uh, right we were about the same time. Yeah, yeah. So Brian came on board, and I just remember – Andy and I kind of laughing, boy, we just threw this guy, you know, into the fire and Brian just started handling everything. And it was, I said, oh my God, this guy's going to be amazing. And so it's great now. What are, what are we, how many years later now? Gosh, uh, 13 now. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. So, uh, it's been, it's been quite a while. So I have no, no doubt why you're running your own company. Uh, cause even back then I just saw that. You kept everything at a calm, productive pace. The clients really enjoyed working with you. So congratulations. It's yeah, great thanks. to see I the success. That. Yep. Um, so you said you came from a CRM background. How about before that? What was your education it, and everything else? Yeah, my education uh, was in uh, management information systems. Okay. MIS was a degree back in those days. Uh, I, I went through the program there at Ball State University. Uh, I took a bunch of computer science classes as well. Um, so I came out with a background where I would say I was a programmer. I wasn't a software engineer. Uh, I was really good, I think, in front of clients. And so they kind of put as a consultant my, my firm, yeah. uh, Braun Consulting at the time, which went public and then was acquired by Fair Isaac. Um, they, uh, they put me in, in more uh, requirements gathering roles and, and uh, you know, listening and, and making sure I could communicate it back. I, I could write the code, but, but I would really rely on the others, the, the real engineers to, to, yeah. to crank on that. And, and that's what then led me to Eli Lilly for a few years. The dot-com boom busted. The stock price of every software company at the time went from 80 to 4 80 dollars to four dollars a share and so we all experienced that uh certainly there was you know i i didn't get laid off but but you know it wasn't just braun every firm accenture uh right. arthur anderson you know all those that's actually what brought me to indy was i was yeah. out in denver when everything yeah. collapsed out it, there it, it collapsed so i landed at lily had a great experience at eli lily spent time in europe spent time at e-lily which was really their incubator for innovation which a bunch of companies have spun out of there, I'm sure as you know. And, uh, and then uh, I you know, found my way over to the exact target world and, and had a couple of friends over there and uh, made the jump. Uh, we started in services like we discussed and moved into sales, built a, built a sales channel for exact target, or the OEM channel. Uh, built that from zero to about 12 million in nice. uh, about 24, 36 months. And then I moved into product. And that's really where I fell in love with product. Yeah. Uh, working for Scott McCorkle, Learned so much, uh, took over the really the flagship product, the email product yeah. for Exact Target, and uh, drove that for several years, and uh, and then you know being acquired by Salesforce was just amazing. I mean, I think it's the best thing that could have happened uh, uh, to me personally. I had the opportunity to to get so much responsibility. I ran product management, product marketing, user experience and design, and strategic alliances for three years. So I had a I had a big team. Uh, a lot of responsibility, yeah. Uh, but I also was exposed to how uh, you know some of the most um, successful people in tech and software run run what I consider to be you know the number one software company in the world. It's fastest growing, yeah. You know, uh, cloud software company ever. So that experience, witnessing that, being a part of that was was great for me. Um, and you know, kind of after 13 years, it just kind of came to the end of my run. And yeah. uh, decided it was time to do something different. Um, you know, obviously uh, had a lot of opportunities, but when when I looked at Sixter, when I was making my decision, I, there were th- kind of two or three core things I wanted. Number one, I wanted a business that was horizontal. 
It could scale from SMB to enterprise. Every vertical, every industry, every business in the world can use it. Yeah. Um, so every business in the world runs a corporate email system. Right. You're either running Gmail or Outlook primarily. There are some others, but primarily Gmail or Outlook or Exchange. And um, uh, it, it's prolific. Um, and, and it's a technology that's close enough to email marketing, but it's different enough from, from yeah. email marketing uh, that, that I felt really uh, confident that I could come in and, and, and run, run the business. Um, and then also just it was early stage. So, you know, it had only had had some seed, some seed funding, great investors, uh, high alpha, yep. which, uh, is a, is a, a company, uh, you know, high alpha is the, the studio, uh, launched Sixter and then yep. 4G ventures, the, the founder of, of a primo Bill Godfrey, uh, and then some other seed investors that are just great, great people, uh, advisors in the business. So had amazing team around us. I've known Dan Handerhan, the founder for years. Yeah. Uh, I met with him for breakfast back in 2008 when he was building last piece software. So, uh, which then merged with, I go digital, yeah. which then exact target acquired. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just this small circle yeah. and, uh, it just felt, it felt like the right, the right thing for me professionally, personally. And, uh, it's been great, a great two months so far. Awesome. Brian, uh, you know, this might be a good time for me to ask my favorite question uh, before we get deep into Sigster. What, what is it, you know, the character qualities that you believe helped you um, weather some of the storms you've just described and, and continue to rise and, and now to this next uh, step? What, what are some of those things that as uh, other leaders might be looking to you, what would you um, encourage them to develop in themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, as Doug mentioned, I uh, uh, can have a calm approach, but I think I have a calm approach because I don't focus on the people, I focus on the problem. So I think a lot of leaders maybe come down hard on, on people, or if you're a, uh, you know, a consultant, you've got clients, you can have friction with clients, but you know what? Even if the client is unhappy or if your employee is in a tough spot, if you just focus on the problem and if you solve that problem for that employee or help them solve that problem or help your customers solve that problem, all good things happen. Yeah. So I think you could focus on the personal conflict or you could focus on this, you know, oh, my expectations were misset. Or you could say, you know what? We're just going to take the bull by the horns and we're going to make you successful. And, and when you do that with your team or with your customer, uh, all good things happen. So I think focusing on the problem that really makes someone happy is, is critical. Um, I think uh, one of the other key factors uh, uh, for sure is um, you know, not caring as much about kind of what my next phase of my career is, but rather just putting your head down and working hard and just assuming good things are going to happen. So I think those are the two key things of focusing on the problem, working hard. And I feel like those two things, everything just, you know, nine times out of 10 will take care of itself. So that, it, you know, sounds like um, what some people would say, um, you know, if you work on the relationships, problem solving, um, you know, giving, you know, being a generous person that um, the fruit of that is the success that you describe. As a person, yes. I think organizationally, I kind of, if I bring it up a level, so if you think as a person, yes, how you operate, totally. For, for, from team, build, team building in an organizational perspective, you have to also create a great, a big vision. You have to create a vision that people can buy into because people, your teams, they want to work at a place 
where they're doing something bigger than themselves. So I think one of the other key things I would add to that would just be making sure that you know you have a great vision, values, and that uh, everyone is in lockstep in what that, those vision and values are. Um, and they, and the, you reinforce it, you know, uh, meeting after meeting, kick off every meeting with reinforcing the vision, reinforcing your values. Um, that's what Salesforce does. I learned a lot from that, just kind of watching how people get inspired by the way Salesforce thinks about quality or by yeah. the way Salesforce thinks about innovation. You know, innovation just runs through the veins of right. the people that work there because it is emphasized so much. Yeah. Um, and, and they think about solving problems that way. Uh, so I, th- I think that's another critical factor, just when you're leading teams, having a, a, a clear vision of values and, and reinforcing that uh, consistently. And I, I, I love that you touched on, and I think it's really important, especially with digital marketing um, and, and just the technology landscape nowadays, that any implementation is new territory that you're going to run into problems with, right? And so focusing on that problem and, you know, helping guide expectations and everything else is really key. But, you know, companies, I think, um, you know, in the old days, if you were going to implement your mainframe system, there was a set start date and a set end date, and you knew what the progress is going to be. You had your Gantt charts posted on the wall, but in this new... (laughs) You know, with with the evolution of technology and the and the rapid acceleration of it, uh, almost every single project is something new, and you can guess and make an educated guess at where you're going to be. But the fact is, is that you know uh, uh, Scott McCorkle said it at a speech, and I loved it. Is you're going to get your nose bloody from time to time, and I I love that you know that that piece. And so for you, staying away from you know, personality, anger, everything else, and just focusing on that problem. I think that's just a key nowadays. Uh, it's absolute nowadays. You know, I'm, I run an agency. We have people that are upset at us from time to time, but we always go back to the problem. Always yep. go back to the problem. Yeah. If we can, if we can fix the problem, everybody's happy. <laughs> it makes the personalities go away. <laughs> yeah, it sure, it sure yes, does. It does. That's awesome. Great advice to anybody listening. I, I think that's absolutely spectacular. Um, Let's dig in. We're we're uh, 14 minutes in, and we haven't even told people what Sigster is that that happened. We should have done that first. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I think uh, getting insight into your leadership, I think, is is essential on this one. But um, let's talk about Sigster. So so I love the term email signature marketing platform. Um, for those people that have never heard of some such a thing. Can you go ahead and tell what it is? So you think about, there's really two sides to Sixter. Uh, first is from a marketing perspective. So marketers are creating content, lots of content, websites, blog posts, commerce sites, white papers, eBooks. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so the way that marketers are activating that content are through really three ways, owned media, earned media, or paid media. Uh, owned media channels have the best return on investment. That's pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, tougher and tougher to get earned media. You know, you just really, it's, it's difficult. You really have to go through paid media channels to reach anyone these days at any scale. Good point. And you're going through an algorithm to reach those people. So what we're building is an owned marketing channel. Uh, and the tough part about an owned marketing channel is that you have to build a list. But the cool part about Sixter is that we connect into the corporate email system, Gmail, Outlook, or whatever you run. And within about 35, 45 minutes, 
you have content that you have already created being rendered in every single email going out to all the customers and partners and suppliers and stakeholders of your business. And that content can be one-to-one -one and dynamic and personalized. So we know who the sender is, your employees. We know if they're a sales rep or if they're in customer success or if they're in finance. We know if they live in Australia. We have all that metadata about the employee that we bring in from Active Directory or ADP or Workday. And then we target these campaigns specifically to drive marketing value. Uh, and and the, the other aspect of it is, 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 is HR and customer communications. Uh, pardon me, employee communications. So um, you think about the emails we send to each other, your colleagues. Each one of those is an opportunity to drive reinforced culture, make company announcements, uh, things, critical things like hey, open enrollment starts now. Don't forget to you know, enroll in your benefits. Yeah. Those are things that are pain points for businesses that the real estate in corporate email is so valuable because people spend six and a half hours every day in their inbox. Today alone, 200 billion emails will be sent. Uh, corporate emails, kind of one-to-one -one between uh, employees and each other, employees and their customers. And if you're a client-facing employee, you're sending on average about you know between 20 and 25,000 of, of these messages a year. Take that times you know 100, 10,000. Think of how many employees some large companies have, and that's billions and billions of interactions. So the scale of the reach that you can get with the with this channel. And, uh, and, and the technology, the time to value, how fast it is you can get value from this to activate your content in an owned marketing channel that's already live, it's already running in your business, you're just right. not turning it on, is sitting under the nose of pretty much every company. Uh, and so that, that's what's so cool about this is, you know, it's not like we're trying to build, build a new list. It's, it's a hand-picked audience that your employees are picking every day. Yeah, and we, uh, for everybody listening, we, we use Sigster, so if you email me, you'll see it in my replies. Um, a couple of things that I absolutely love. One is formatting, right? That I have control over the format of my employee signatures, which I'm, I I don't want comics ons and and uh, you well, that's, know, green that's one text. part of it, right? The first name, yeah. the last name, the phone number, yeah. no personal quotes, right? And nothing about printing and killing the environment. Which, which I mean, <laughs> I you know, you see a lot of of, uh, of that stuff. This that that that's the kind of the one piece. A lot of people come to us for that, right? Branding compliance. Uh, compliance in general. The second part is the campaigns part. Exactly. That, that, that image that's in the bottom of your signature. And that's really where the value is from it a marketing is. perspective and from a uh, employee communications. So really we think about this as the intersection between employee engagement and marketing tech. And, and those use cases of uh, uh, driving your customers to download a white paper, driving your customers to register for an event. We've got a, a great customer sales loft company down in Atlanta and they activated Sixter for 80 of their employees. And within one month, they had a, a, a registration campaign to have their customers register for their big first party event called Rainmaker. One out of every eight registration came through a click-through on the email signature. Ah, that's awesome. And so, again, it's, it's this- And now if they would have left that up to their employees and said, hey, make sure you invite all your Yeah, that clients. manual process that you might have gone through. Right. That email from the marketer that says, hey, take these 10 steps and copy and paste this HTML. <laughs> yeah. Right, that, that, that A, can't track adoption. Certainly, you can put the query string parameters in the links and you can kind of track that. But sure. You're not sure uh, uh, you know, how many of your employees have done that. And then once the event's over, it becomes irrelevant. And, and, and even if you had done it through a service where you download your list and sent it out, 
that's not that personalized email approach that people actually open the email, right? You know, so C- if I, certainly, yeah. Yeah. So if it was Sales Loft, that's right. So if Sales Loft sent out a marketing campaign, right? These, these were not that. Sales Loft marketing automation right. emails. These were one-to-one human communications, authored by a person in their email client. You know, emailing a customer about. Maybe it was about, hey, come to Rainmaker, or it could have been about, you know, a sales opportunity, an upsell, it could have been a support ticket, it could have been any anything that you interface with customers about. Uh, but that content is right there in 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 the in the email, uh, and it's a it's a you know, striking visual image. Their, their content, they do a great job with the imagery. Uh, they put a person's face in there, which the human eye moves to the that naturally, and then uh, people are more likely to click on an image than they are a link. You're making me feel good about my own signature, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> you did a great job with yours, Doug. I saw, I saw it uh, yesterday. It looks good. Well, and 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 I'll I'll point to that specific problem. So my problem was I was uh, selected as a co-host for a national podcast with Dell, and. I wanted to get that word out, but I didn't want to be, Hey, look at me, uh, you know, uh, and, and do a campaign or whatever. To be authentic. I, exactly. Natural. I want, ex- perfect. And, and that's exactly what I wanted. And I wanted it to naturally go out and I wanted people to read my email and then look down below if they had never met me before and go, Oh wow, this guy's doing a podcast with Dell. I'll tell you marketers that I talk to, they want, they want to move away from this unauthentic kind of pushed. Yes content to true authentic it feels real kind of kind of marketing and you know certainly that that's more brand marketing uh there's a data-driven side to it was well authentic marketing works better yes from a from a uh, roi perspective um so yeah i think what you're pulling on that thread is really interesting we, we definitely agree and think think that way as well yeah. and and for people that have never used sixter before I can tell you we've got 10, 10 email addresses that we're utilizing at our company. And I, I love it because it's a lot of times it's interns floating in and out and everything else. And they're doing PR pitches external, you know, for us and everything else. And it's always cool when the, you know, they come in and they go, Hey, that was, that's cool. I got a, <laughs> I saw your Dell, you know, podcast in my email. How did you do that? You know, and literally for people listening with Sigster, it takes me, I mean, you said 40 minutes. I think it's... That's to get it installed. Yeah. That's to synchronize. That's to sync with G Suite or sync with Exchange to get the employee uh, information in there so we know the the targeting. You know, in your case with 10 employees, probably everyone has the same signature. For larger, more complex organizations, you know, we've got customers that have 40,000 employees. Right, right. Right? They'll have their sales team in Australia will have a specific signature to drive people to an event in Melbourne right. or their, uh, they might have their customer success tier one support. Have so a they set up one. some groups they and targeting. Up, that's right. They yeah. s- we call those employee groups, yeah. kind of like active directory groups. They're yeah. almost synonymous in many cases. And then, and then we can pull in data from Salesforce or from Marketo or HubSpot. So, uh, your CRM data, and then you can target specific recipients. So if I have prospects that are in proposal and plan, kind of the final stages of uh, signing a deal for a product, I want to make sure everyone at that domain sees the content for that product. Uh, and so you can do domain-based targeting or, or individual recipient. If you want the CEO to see different content than the director, you uh, you know, uh, of not, no. not the sender, but the receiver. Right. Uh, we can target down at the one-to-one level as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And it literally, to change a campaign, like I, when I changed mine, I remember I hadn't been in Sixter because I hadn't changed the campaign in probably three or four months. Well, we got to get you doing it more frequently. <laughs> yeah. 
It's classic <laughs> marketing, Doug. Every week, change the content. You can click through. But I literally logged in five minutes later. All of my you know employees had the right signature going out and started to get a great click through. Yeah, on it, changing so. the signature takes oh my god, it's 15, amazing. 30 seconds. Yeah. You get the content, you upload it, and then it's it's real time and dynamic. So all the emails that are sitting in the inbox from three weeks ago, a month ago, they all change. Right. And uh, if you ref- you know open up Gmail, uh, it'll you know a new session. It'll pull that that new content in automatically. Yeah. So so Doug, as a user, how would you characterize the level of ex- technical expertise one would need to implement oh, this? Uh, none. I mean, it, it's a it's a very easy application to use and implement. And so, so be a little more specific. How you know what what was the process like for you? So uh, for me, I I logged in. Uh, I believe the, the the my first step was uh, adding my employees. Yep. Um, some of our employees are on our phone tree. Some of them aren't. So I had to you know build out their profiles so that, you know, it would show up like an extension number would show up or not show up, you know, based on that, um, built, you know, built my ad, if you will, or yeah, my, the piece my, of content. my display, um, We've uploaded, got some best practices yep. that renders on a mobile device. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And followed those to a T That's all in the um, app. Yep. and, uh, and uploaded that and then literally just connected with Gmail and then just synced and then the signature was pre-written for all of the employees. So none of our employees actually had to go in and edit their signature. So that sounds like something even I could do. Yeah. And then, and then it's, uh, you know, they even leave the space for copy and paste. Like if you're using a mobile, let's say you're answering a lot of mobile messages out of a third party app that, you know, like it's not Gmail, it's not, you're not sending it out with Gmail. Um, you're using, you know, regular iOS mail or whatever. Um, there's just a copy paste. So you go to your settings on your phone, paste it and you're, you're done. And that's the thing about the, the technology is that there are a number of email clients, Gmail, obviously Apple mail. You know, you look at, at the, the, and there's more and more every day. Yeah. And uh, part of what we're building uh, makes that turnkey and seamless. So what the, your, your implementation pattern for 10 people, you, for larger organizations, we've got a service where it'll have it show up automatically and universally on every device. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So uh, there's, you know, no copy and paste for anyone. And, oh, that's and, and when you, and a lot of companies that are migrating off of Exchange and onto Office 365, everyone's going to have to go update their signature. So it's a good opportunity to then think about how Sixter can come in and just make that a turnkey process. So whether you're in marketing or IT, it's a kind of a pain point and uh, it makes it pretty straightforward and seamless. And, and uh, I, I don't know if you want to discuss pricing or not, but yeah, it's all on the website. People yeah. can find it out. Okay. It's, so it's transparent. Here's the deal. I, I, I can't imagine every company not signing up. I, I mean, the cost is just so effective. Yeah, for for the return on investment, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we should probably raise our prices. But, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, I think uh, you know one of the things that I uh, learned along the way is there's sort of two approaches to to running a business. I, I believe that trust and transparency are just critical. I mean, you have without trust, without being transparent, I think putting pricing on the website's uh, something that is is really really helpful. And again, our, our business strategy is to serve every market and every segment from small businesses to enterprise. And if you go to our pricing page, there's an enterprise column that says custom. Yeah. Right. So, so of course for small businesses, there are 10 people, it's frictionless and easy, but for larger, you know, global enterprises with 25,000 employees, you know, we're going to go through a process. Right. And that's just the way that it works. 
when you right. sell software and you go through procurement, and, and, and that's that's the process that that, that uh, happens in today's world. I think. Uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit because that's an interesting talk just from a pricing strategy. So exact target, you know, early on pricing strategy was, you know, figure out what their budget was and and everybody paid a little bit different. I think and, every company is that way yeah. in the beginning. And the, certainly I think by the time we joined, they had it pretty well mechanically, uh, you know, figured out. It was yeah. uh, They had set rate cards. Okay. It, it was pretty set. Uh, for sure, by that time frame, early early days, every company is testing and trying to figure it out. That, I think when you're in the seed phase, yeah. that's really common. You know, we're in the process here of taking our business to the next phase. We've I think we've got the product market fit. We've got the pricing and packaging. Yeah, we're, we're still testing pricing and packaging. Yeah, um, you know, uh, probably starting at the next beginning of next quarter, we're going to run some tests. Maybe we'll take you know for some segment of people that come to our website, they won't see the pricing page. Okay, right. Uh, uh, and it's just part of how we want to run our marketing team is we want to always be testing um, and see what that does uh, to how uh, people fill out forms and what our lead flow looks like. Um, so, you know, I think uh, uh, generally speaking, we'll probably always have that on there, but we're going to test and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think every business should use data to drive how they approach that problem approach that oh problem. no 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 doubt but I, I you know as i look at sixter and the pricing that we're paying now i mean the 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 great thing about that is just from a corporate standpoint right yeah, yeah. is i've got a hundred SaaS products that i use right and what am i paying attention to i'm paying attention to the ones that are costing me the most money and i'm making sure that they're valuable and i feel like you know, it's almost that Amazon model, you know, Amazon kind of came into the whole, you know, infrastructure market and said, no, we're going to make it as inexpensive as possible so that you don't even think about how much you're spending. I think Salesforce did a similar thing, right? Salesforce day one, you were like, wow, this Salesforce is great. And then after you had a thousand employees, you said, oh my God, how much are we spending on Salesforce? You know, but by then the ROI was there, it was embedded, the processes were there, and it was an invaluable tool with maximum ROI. And I, I just, I guess my point is, I love that Sixter came to market and said, we're, we're gonna come out with an affordable solution, easy to implement, and and then watch what we do next. Yeah, exactly. And and that's really what I'm excited about. It's kind of what we're doing next. Yeah. Um, you know, so we've got a big, big launch, pro big product launch we're doing in July. Uh, we've got a webinar uh, that we're scheduling. We're going to have some killer lineup of, of customers that are going to come onto the webinar and, and tell everybody about it. But one of the use cases that uh, is really doing well for us is this events use case. You mentioned you had a the, the global podcast with Dell, yeah. an event. You want to tell everybody, hey, come to this event. Exactly. Uh, I mentioned Sales Loft and their Rainmaker event, you know, Terminus and, and their uh, events uh, with uh, Flip My Funnel and their other events that they do. HubSpot and Inbound. Uh, Canvas is a software company that runs webinars. And you go, I can go through my- A new client uh, of ours. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, so you know, we're, we're going to have a webinar with, with Sangram from Terminus. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, HubSpot uh, on the line as, as well as Canvas. And they're going to tell their story about how they're driving uh, early bird registrations, how they're driving people to come to the actual physical event, how they're driving webinar attendance, how you know once an event starts, how they're driving people to go to the live stream post- event, wow. post-conference communications, kind of being able to map all those out. So, you know, when uh, somebody registers, 
the next time they open the email, they don't see register now. They see set your agenda. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. What a, what a great implementation of it. Yeah. So really, it's you kind of think about the calendar and then also the logic that you want to have, you know, drive uh, what content is seen at what point yeah. in that sort of process one goes through the journey as they register for event, you know, whether it be a webinar or, or a physical conference. And, you know, if you're going to a conference, you're probably flying in, you may want some information about the city you're going right. to, you know, it's all sort of a, a, um, a, one of those use cases that we're just, we just, it is a home run for Sigster. Oh my so, God. That, that makes, I, I, I just think about that. You know, I was at Dell world, uh, you know, the first thing is download the app, you know, then exactly. where are you going next? How yeah. do you, you know, where do you check your schedule? Where do you, I mean, literally if they had done that, if they had just been changing the email signature over and over again, they, they could have just kept in touch with me all day and pushed me to do what was next. Exactly. And, uh, so that, that, that's a, a big thing that we're, that we're launching. And then, uh, uh, this idea of HR and customer communications, employee communications, um, and kind of taking over that internal use case where employees are emailing each other. And, um, I think it's another going to be a key area for us, uh, here, um, you know, in, in the, in the second half of the year to, uh, we'll have some big announcements around that as well. I love that. I, I love, you know, there's another part of this and it's just keeping, keeping employees aware, That's right. you know, that a, a lot of times they're not reading the daily email that's coming out, you know, from the corporate headquarters. And so to me, if they're seeing that we've got an event coming up or we just pushed a product release or we did this, you know, you've got people uh, maybe outside of that marketing communication stream or, or just the communication stream in general that you're keeping them apprised of what's going on in the company. I think there's two things, you know, there's the folks who work in the office and everyone else who's remote uh, field sales, field marketing, uh, just generally this world we live in, you know, yeah. people live everywhere now and they work from anywhere. And so, you know, making sure they're on their own employee journey, understanding the company culture, getting the company news, feeling excited about working for that brand, that company. Uh, those are all very important uh, to make sure that uh, uh, you're bringing those people along. And, and, and so that, that use case is something we're, we're focused on. Brian, I'm intrigued by, you know, the uh, company culture use case. Can, can you maybe give me an example of somebody, you know, what they've done and how it's been used effectively to just reinforce the company culture, especially for these remote employees. I'll tell you about Sixter, how we eat our own dog food. Um, so we have some remote, remote employees ourselves. Uh, and so we have this thing called Sixter Moments, where if you're in your office, home office or the, uh, the office, the corporate office, take a picture of yourself, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter, right? Tell people what you're doing. And uh, wear your Sixter T-shirt. You know, we've gave you out these silly hats. Put these silly hats on, and and we call it the Six Star Culture. Um, and so we want our employees to be part of the Six Star Culture. We want our customers. So Doug, we may you know send you a silly hat to take a picture with. I love silly hats. And, and to be a part of the, the Six Star Culture. <laughs> um, and and you know want people to feel like they're they're a part of something like that. So that, that that's one example. Um, you know, another thing is like, hey, so you know, we're we're startup, fast growing company. We've just, you know, got a new payroll and benefit system, which, uh, actually is phenomenal for employees. It's exciting news and you got to fill out some paperwork. You got to call a 1-800 number. So what's running now is, 
hey, if you've got questions about the new payroll system, call this 1-800 number and they'll answer all your questions. Oh, that's awesome. And so you don't have, you know, you'll send an email about it. People forget about it. But when you see it every day and you're like, oh, man, I need to get that, uh, my, my card for my health care. Uh, and you see it right in front of you. It just, it just uh, reminds people that we care about, about that part of, of, you know, that employee to employer relationship. And, and it's uh, something we, uh, we're, we're really excited about. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, uh, for people listening, uh, where can they find Sigster online? Yeah, Sigster, S-I-G-S-T-R, uh, no E, uh, in that domain, .com. And, uh, and you can come you know, check out what we're up to. We've got some great case studies and customer stories on the website, uh, some eBooks. You want to learn more about employee engagement and uh, marketing technology and how this applies uh, to both. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, schedule a demo. Yep, and uh, read the read the post along with this. We'll put a we'll put a link to the webinar that's coming up up there. Great, and uh, and put your resource link on there as well. Phenomenal. And then and then of course follow you online personally on Twitter. Yeah, Brian underscore Wade. Yep, nice and easy. Yep. with a Y. With a Y, that's correct. Your <laughs> yeah. Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course Sigster uh, everywhere, Facebook everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, you the works. So. Sigster moments. Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming over, Brian. And uh, congratulations on your success. It's uh, great to see where this company's going. Great to be here. Thank you. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.